Welcome to the Subconscious CEO Podcast, the only place where you will learn how to once and for all eliminate your limiting beliefs, eradicate stress, energetically align with the success you are craving, and learn real strategies to become seen and heard in order to define your brand and expand your business. My name is Jackie Adams, and I am an integrative hypnotist and energy healer with a background as a nurse, people leader, and entrepreneur. My mission in life is to make sure everyone who desires to step into their highest self and create the business of their dreams has these vital tools to thrive. So let's get into it. Well, hello, Michael. Hello, Jackie. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. It's so good to see your face. I know yours too. So I am so excited to introduce my friend, Michael Pappas. Did I say your last name right? You did. Yep. Oh my Pappas. gosh. I just realized I'm like, have I ever said that out loud in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I am so excited because we met, what was it? When we were both being certified together in mm -hmm. hypnosis by our mentor, yep. Sandra Grace. And we live on opposite sides of the country from each other. So just amazing that we were able to get connected that way. It was truly, it's actually kind of crazy how it all came together and how we all connected. It was very you know? serendipitous. Yeah. Very, I love that word. Yes. And so we were on Zoom together for a while. And then uh, we got to have a five day experience in Boston where we did the intensive portion of our hypnosis training all together. Yeah. There were five of us plus our mentor. And we, I mean, how long were those days? They were long. They were long days. They were long <laughs> days. I feel like I wasn't really a five day thing. I know that we did over 60 hours in a really short amount of time. And it, yeah, was, it was like 7am till I think sometimes 10pm. Yeah. And we were literally just hypnotizing each other over and over <laughs> again having spiritual crazy experiences where I got home people are like how was it and I'm like I can't even tell you <laughs> I don't even I can't even there's not enough time yeah there yeah like I don't feel like everybody has sometimes I feel like not everybody has the amount of capacity to understand yeah like truly the spiritual transformations that can take place by rewiring the subconscious mind mm-hmm and it's also, amazing. It really is. And it's just a matter of who can, yeah, can you be there to hold space to hear that? And can you even recall it back enough to explain it in a way that makes it, you know, tangible information, you know, but like those experiences are, are you know, they were awesome. They taught us a lot. And it's stuff that we can bring forward to help other people, you know, go through the similar experiences, right? Right. And what's so beautiful about hypnosis in general, or all these modalities, is that we as practitioners are so unique in our, not only just our gifts, but our life experience and how we integrate different modalities into our practice and how we can uniquely serve our clients. Mm -hmm. And so today I really want to highlight you because you have the most incredible energy of almost anyone I know. <laughs> and I feel so, so lucky to be your friend. And um, I want to, first of all, ask you a little bit about your story and what brought you to where you're at in your practice. But first, I want to note that you go by the spiritual ambassador, correct? 
Yes, that is the name of my psychic hypnosis business. Yes. And so I would like for you to kind of share a little bit about what it means to be, what do you, do you call yourself like a psychic hypnotist? Psychic hypnotist would be the niche that I feel I fall under in the hypnotism world. Yeah. Um, Because in hypnotism, especially when you go to like conventions and stuff like that, everyone is like, what's your thing? What's your niche? What's your angle? Where are you? And I feel like there's the, you know, on a meter, right? You've Mm -hmm. got like the showy hypnosis, the therapy hypnosis, and what they call the woo-woo hypnosis. And I'm (laughs) somewhere on this side of woo-woo and therapy that is where I fall into. And and I am a psychic um, and I do work with a lot of energy work um, and Reiki and things like that. And uh, I was already working with that when I came into the hypnosis world or, you know, the world found me, whatever way it works. Um, And so I was already using it and I didn't realize it. And it was working with Sandra Grace um, and, you know, opening my mind up to hypnotism that I was like, oh, it's not just a mind erasing technique or some flashy stuff like that. It's, it's really, you know, directing yourself into the channel of the direction you want to go in and eliminating the obstacles and moving forward really really beautifully and fluidly in that direction. Um, And so it ended up working out really well for me to use it with Reiki and with other, you know, um, energy healing modalities that I work with, um, which is a lot of like energy recoding. Um, Mm -hmm. I do help people like target what it is that is their problem or that's in the way their block and then working with them to eliminate that and move that out of the way and then shift them into the direction that they want to move in to obtain the goals that they want to achieve, um, whatever they may be, if they're in, you know, alignment with their greatest good. And sometimes it's finding out what's, you know, what is the alignment? What is the greatest good? There's a, a number of things that, you know, I end up working with um, that are all fall under this kind of umbrella that is sort of the ambassadorship, you know, which is where I came up with that, um, the term spiritual ambassador, because I'm not like, you know, someone's guru or end all be all. I'm just another person on your spiritual journey um, to help you get to where you need to go, to help you teach the next thing, maybe point you in the next direction. Um, And so some people I work with a couple of times, some people I work with for over a year. It just depends on, you know, where you're at and um, all of that. And I guess going back to your other question of like, how did I get here? Uh, is a really, you know, I can't even imagine the number of things that have happened um, to bring me to where I am now is incredible. Um, Yeah, I would have to say that my spiritual journey really went rocket speed um, at the end of 2020, where I really started going headfirst into learning about my gifts, um, having my Akashic records read by um, the soul architect Jizenia. She's fantastic. Um, And that I worked, uh, trained with her and learned about my gifts and different things to open up. Um, And then I learned Reiki um, through Colleen Klaya with uh, Blissful Soul Heals, which is she's a beautiful, wonderful earth mama. Um, And so that started to incorporate incorporate together. And then I met Sandra Grace. So yeah, all of those things helped birth what I do now. Um, Me before 2020, I think was like a lot of people going through a lot of trauma, 
and a lot of, you know, the different curveballs that life throws at you um, that are learning experiences that are, you know, those rough edges that help you learn and be the best person, you know, that you can be in the face of all of those, those tough times. And I, you know, I took my time and got through those relationships and episodes and happenings. Um, and they all taught me a different thing. Each thing added a different spice to the pot, um, that now I can look back on and be like, oh yeah, I went through something like that. I can understand or you know, you learn to relate to people in different ways. And sometimes it's funny that when you go through a really difficult experience and you're not really sure why it happened, you know, years later, you meet somebody that's in the exact same spot you were in. And you're like, okay, I know exactly why I went through that because I can help you. And sometimes that is really just, you know, the more beautiful reasons and lessons hidden in things is that we're all here to help each other. And we're all here, here to learn, you know, from each other and to teach each other and um, I think when more people start to realize that we're super connected in all of these beautiful little ways, like you and I meeting, being on completely different ends of the country, um, it's really awesome. And that just helps gives you more gas to the tank of like, oh, we're going to keep going. This is awesome. Because like, if this is how many people I've helped in this amount of time, I can't imagine what's going to happen with 10, 20 more years of doing this. Absolutely. I love all of that. And you know, what comes to my mind is all of us have been through something. We've all had negative experiences. We've all had, we've all been down on ourselves and we've all had different stories. And it's like, we all operate with different sets of filters through which we see the lens of the world through. Right. Mm -hmm. And 2020 is kind of a common theme that I hear from a lot of people where something happened. I mean, we all have different stories of what happened to us in 2020, but it was all hard for all of us. It was mm -hmm. almost like this launching pad. And something that I feel like we've had on our spiritual journeys is that we have embedded the belief in ourselves that the world, the earth, the universe is always conspiring for our highest and greatest good. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that like every single thing that happens is going to be the best case scenario for us in that moment. <laughs> yeah. However, everything that happens to us is an opportunity for us to learn something, do something with that. And then you never know when a situation is going to come up where, like you said, maybe you're meant to teach someone or help them transition through a time in their life. Um, that they have no one to turn to. They have no frame of reference for what's going on. Absolutely. It's like, even if you can't see it in the moment, just knowing that like, I will learn something from this and there is a takeaway that will be positive. Um, you know, a diamond is created under really great pressure, you know? So mm -hmm. beautiful things come out of really intense situations. And it's not always in the moment of the situation that you know why it's mm -hmm. happening or what that reason is. And that's okay, like no one needs to be like going through a really traumatic experience and then being like, but I'm going to really learn to teach people later. It's like, just worry about you in the moment. Right. And like, get yourself through it. It's like putting on the oxygen mask first to make sure that you get through it. You survive, you're doing what's best for you. And then once the dust settles, you know, it's like, okay, here are, here are the shiny gems. Here's the diamonds in the rough. Here are the lessons. Yeah. Here are the things that I can take away. Um, which, you know, the heart of the lesson 
the greater something can come out of it. And that just goes back to everything being balanced, I feel. Um, the more time goes on and the more things happen, the more I realize how balanced nature is, you know, and that comes with our lives, with the seasons, night and day, yin and yang, like everything has an equal and opposite side to it. Um, and it just depends on how far the pendulum swings in one direction is how far it will swing in the next. So it's just kind of knowing and waiting for the right ebbs and flows that yeah. like there will be change and it's going to be you, great. Do you believe that with this element of like free will and choice that we have in every given moment mm -hmm. that it is not to our benefit to buffer in that moment with things like scrolling on social media or drugs or alcohol or just things that kind of like buffer our emotions, right? That, mm -hmm. that don't allow us to fully feel into that and fully process the emotion, process what's happening, heal through it and transform. Because that's a choice too, right? And that's what people come. They can either do it on their own or they can hire someone like you or me to help them through a hard time. Mm -hmm. How do you feel like that stagnation that people will unconsciously choose affects them in their journey? Well, I think that whether it's conscious or unconscious, you know, social media and scrolling and all of that is no different than like taking a cigarette break or, you know, having getting high or having a drink or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, um, self-induced medicine somebody wants to use to get them through the moment. Like some of these things have like medicine, we'll just say regular medicine, right? Has its time and place, like beautiful thing for humanity um that can be used for good and it can be abused and i think everything falls under that category where too much of a good thing is bad and anything can be abused so it's like one thing to uh, like help yourself ease down at the end of a stressful day right um with maybe a drink or something like that it's another thing to let that become a crutch and stop the growth and this is something that i learned from one of my teachers and mentors and my good friend jesenia um, is that, you know, a lot of these things can become a crutch and stop the growing healing process, much like what you just said. It's like a choice of now we're just numbing ourselves, and now we're not um, actually facing the problem. We're just delaying the growth and we're just focusing on what everyone else is doing and distracting ourselves. And then that problem goes away. The opportunity to learn from that moment goes away and it passes and you feel better, right? But like, it's going to keep coming up again and again and again until you rise up and face that issue and problem and then deal with it. And then you've learned a lesson and grown in some way um, and can move on to the next lesson. And we're never really done yeah. learning. You know, right. I think one of my favorite quotes is Ancora Imparo, um, which is Latin for I'm still learning which was spoken by Michelangelo, the artist, when he was 87 years old. And I just think that that's so beautiful that, you know, no matter how old we are, at, at that point in his life, he had accomplished so much, right? But he was still um, making works of art that are still renowned, you know, today. Um, and it just goes to show that, like, we're not done. And don't think that you're going to be done because we're here to learn, um, earth school, as Sandra Grace calls it, you know, is it's a school, right? We're here to learn. We're here to teach. We're here to grow. Um, and we're here to spread love and compassion for one another and to really 
show up as a human and what does that mean? And some of these things like medicines and social media and things that can be can turn really toxic really fast take us away from being human. And they kind of rob the moment of what it is to be human. You know, to face the problem, to give your friend the shoulder to cry on is, you know, and to like be with someone through a moment and to help them. That's a really beautiful thing and it's really profound and it can it can be so great. Um, but when you don't even allow yourself to go through some of those moments, you're doing a disservice to yourself or your friends or your family when, you know, you skip those moments. Um, so I'm all for, I mean, I'm an intense person. I, I don't do anything at all, you know, so I don't even have a TV in my house. Um, so it's just like, I'm all for going through it and for learning and growing and onto the next. Um, so yeah. And I think, but like I said, everything in its moderation. So I think some people really do benefit from a lot of those things. Um, and honestly, it's how a lot of us get by, but too much of a good thing is, uh, dangerous waters. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I feel like everyone has the opportunity for exponential healing and growth, quantum growth, expansion, and doing those kind of things that kind of buffer that just kind of delays it. It doesn't mean that you don't have that ability within you. However, mm -hmm. I feel like something that you do is you help your clients through that quantum growth, quantum leaps. Um, yeah. So I want to hear more about kind of like the modalities that you use with your clients. And if you have any client stories, I know that a lot of them are probably confidential, but if you have any generalized client stories or wins or transformations, I'd love to hear more about those. Yeah. Um, so I do, like I said, um, it's a lot of energy recoding. Um, mm -hmm. And I use a lot of different modalities together to create that and make that happen. Um, because like Reiki alone, isn't just going to do that, you know, and like being psychic alone, isn't just going to do that. Um, I work with a lot of crystals, so I utilize their energies in alignment with the chakras of the body. Um, and I do a lot of astrology. Um, and so when I'm working with a client that really wants like an energy, like recoding, I do my homework to make sure that like, we know what's in alignment for them, what is what their structure of energy already is, like, basically based on your astrology, which is one of the best blueprints we have to go back into seeing how you operate, how you chose to operate, you know, I believe that like, we chose to be here at exactly the time we chose to be here. And the lessons we're faced with are ones that we set up for ourselves. And our life is generally planned by ourselves in the akashic realm before we come down and then we have free will so we can change that we could come down and scrap the whole thing um i learned all of this again from jazenia and and it just when you learn certain things and they just click into place and you're like oh yeah that makes total sense and then you do your own work and you grow and you learn and you keep doing it and working with it and meditating with it and you're like okay yeah i totally understand how this is this clicks for me it sinks for me it under i understand it and um and before also like i've done a lot of different um studies with different religions modalities and processes where i finally feel like okay i've covered such a great amount of information now i feel really aligned with what i'm doing like it all makes sense it all works it also re-energizes me which i find is proof that you're doing the right thing is when you have almost limitless energy 
to do the thing you love to do, right? That it doesn't drain you. It doesn't make you feel bad. It's like, oh, I feel so good. I can't wait to do more of this. Like, this is what, you know, my joie de vivre is. It's like, that's exciting and awesome. And you know that you're on the right track of doing what you're supposed to be doing when something makes you feel that way. Um, and so I have a client that, um, you know, had a, she had a certain, like, I guess, like illness disease that is a complication, essentially, that is uncurable. They don't really know where it comes from. They, um, it just happens. And then you're just stuck with it. And it's just kind of like, oh, that's the way it is tough. Like now you have to deal with it. And, you know, there's no real great solution um, medically. And so I was like, okay, we can definitely work with this. And so we worked together and did some hypnosis. And so basically, you know, I pulled her chart. Um, we did some tarot spreads also to just kind of look at some of the energies behind the curtain. Cause that's just a really nice streamlined way to see like what's, you know, beneath the surface. Um, talked about what all What do you mean that. by behind the curtain? Can you describe so, that? Yeah. So in your subconscious thoughts. Okay. Um, so you've got your conscious thoughts and your, your, your life and you're like, Oh, this is what I do for work. This is what I eat. This is what my relationship is like. This is where I live. These are the three dimensional things around me. This is my conscious life. And then you've got your subconscious that is always on and always running. And that's picking, that's running programs that we've picked up our whole life. You know, we, we know this from, um, you know, doing hypnosis and whatnot, that that can really uh, get in the way of the conscious world is like, oh, well, I keep doing this thing wrong or this energy keeps happening and disrupting things. And the process is always, you know, hijacked because I keep self-sabotaging myself. Um, so tarot is, you can use it in a way to access the subconscious energies and see like what programs are running. What's the, so the tarot is 78 um, cards, 72 cards. It's, um, basically universal energy keys. Each one is a different um, energy of like a situation happening, a way that something can or could be happening. Um, and they use different symbols and whatnot um, with the tree of life and the Kabbalah and all this other good juice um, to basically outline different energy structures. And so when you, you do different spreads with the right intention, you can see what's beneath the surface essentially so i could see that like um okay your job is not working out for you because the relationship with your boss is showing that you know they're jealous of you and you keep trying to outperform to do better to impress them but the more you try to impress them the more they're going to be jealous of you and try to sabotage you and they maybe didn't know that or see that but that makes sense for them just as an example does that make sense that's what you see in the cards but so the cards are like you a key use it that, with your psychic abilities. Yeah. So it's just another tool to interpret the mm -hmm. energy, you know? Um, so everybody's different. Um, some people can just pull one card and they start to get the story unravel before them. Other people go really in depth with the cards. Some people just go with the literal definition. Um, but they are just another divination tool. Um mm -hmm to like learn more about the energy of the person that you're talking about or the situation. There's lots of different tools of divination, like um, pendulums, runes, stuff like that. There's the tea readings, palm reading, all of that. So all just telling you, it's all like a window into the energy that you're, you're working with.
Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's one that works with me and my gift structure and my energy that I, I enjoy um, using the cards and pendulums a lot too. So anyway, um, so we did some of that stuff. And then once we uncovered the problems and we discussed them, um, we then did hypnosis to kind of go back and see somewhere that those problems began. Um, and then we worked on releasing that and moving through it. And then we did an in-person uh, Reiki session to basically, and you know, I, when I do Reiki, um, I utilize a lot of crystals. I utilize sound bowls um, and um, incense and music um, and all of the, all of the things. And we really just kind of hit it head on. And um, I was able to do, scanning to see all the different layers of the energy body we were able to remove um, and when i say we i mean me and my like guides and team um that are not in the physical 3d removed everything from her actual body and um was able to clear all of that up and realize that there were still programs running in the mental body that were keeping it there and we're going to keep it there so we worked on clearing that um i was able to see the problem um without giving too much detail i was able to see the version of the program that was running um so then we talked about that and worked on like why that program is there what thought they had to do to kind of eliminate that um and then having a follow-up you know, session and conversation to be like, how are things going and whatnot? And um, everything went away. All of the symptoms and everything went away, which was really beautiful. Um, and it wasn't until another like, you know, low vibrational um, sort of occurrence happened that kind of started bringing things back. And it was then very obvious to see how it wasn't the person who had the 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 client who had that problem it was that outside factors were flaring up their energy in a specific okay. way that it was triggering this response in their body does that make sense yes it does because what you did was you came from a multi-phase approach from the third fourth and fifth dimensions and from the spiritual mental emotional physical bodies you were able to eliminate energetically reprogram hypnotically or you know subconsciously and then it's like you created a energy protective energy layer around her to prevent future occurrences however over time that can succumb to triggers on the outside which can flare up those programs that are still operating at a much more subdued level. But if right. we aren't protecting our energy, if we're not doing that and we're just going to, we're going to become more reactive to things around us and we're going to be more able to be triggered into negative states, which everything physical, I believe it's my belief that everything physical starts at a spiritual, emotional, mental level, something mm -hmm. somewhere oh, else. Oh, yeah. And you're not alone with that because, I mean, that's the tree yeah. of life, right? That's taking yeah. energy from the ether and spirit mm -hmm. and then grounding it into the physical three-dimensional reality. Um, so, yeah, 100%. And then, uh, 
So yeah, that's just one example. Um, I've had people that I've worked with that we've gone through the process of, we've talked about it, we've had hypnosis, we've done tarot, and then I've done Reiki to kind of bring them to a certain level, but they didn't want to go forward. Where they're mm -hmm. like, you know what? I You're right. I see that. That's the problem. I want to hang on to that. I don't want to change. And I'm like, okay, that's your completely your choice. I'm not going to go. If you don't want to go there, I'm not going to go there. You know, and then that's that. You know, they. And some people don't use those words, right? Some people don't say, like, I want to have this problem forever. They just kind of indicate, like, they're not ready like, to go. I'm not ready that for that deep. change yet, right. depending because on what that is. It sometimes can trigger too much pain within them. And I don't know if you believe this, but like, I don't believe that with my clients that they have to relive trauma in order to heal it. Some no. therapists really do feel like they want you to go into the trauma and like relive and do a regression. I don't believe that you need to go all the way back because that can actually cause worsening because we do have a protection mechanism within us to kind of forget traumatic events from happening or mm -hmm. that have happened in our lives. Right. Yeah. I would say that like everybody's different and they're, you know, every situation is different. If somebody has been through a trauma, right. Um, that they can recall, they live with it daily, you know, that's like, okay. You know, if someone was to come to me and say, I have this problem, I've been living with it for uh, over a year. Um, I believe it happened with this, like, but I can't seem to let go of it. Like, I want to just get, I want it to be gone. I'm going to dive into, have we learned lessons? I'm also going to see if there's any hauntings and spirits lingering around that might be bringing it up. Because that happens a lot of times where I had somebody where they're like, I just, you know, I just want to move in this direction. Everything is screwing me up. They had a haunting that was following them. We had to clear that, work on that. And then they went forward. Um and we're able to do the things that they needed to do because sometimes that happens that like something energetically is stuck in your aura that is holding you back. You can call it a block, you can call it a haunting, you can call it whatever you want to call it. And it does come in all different ways. A block to one of your chakras isn't always a haunting. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's a program that we work on mentally. Sometimes it's something that you're eating. Sometimes it's someone that you've chosen to be in your energy. You know, it's, it could be a number of different things, identifying what it is and then working on removing that and moving in the positive direction, whatever is best for the client is, is what that is. And sometimes it is going back to the pinpoint of the trauma so that they can see it in a different light. Sometimes people weave a story out of a traumatic event and then they're preaching that story and it's like, okay, well, you got to let go of the story. You know, if you want to keep, um, like I was an alcoholic, I drank an incredible amount of alcohol. Um, and then I quit. Um, I, I like weaned myself off. I, I first became really aware of it. And then, um, I slowly weaned myself off over the course of a couple of months. And then I quit. Um, and I decided I'm like, this is it. This was the last day I'm not doing this ever again. And I haven't. Um, but one of the things that I was really hell bent on was I wasn't going to let it, some people, it's very fine for them to like, I'm going to go to AA meetings every single week and I'm going to go through these processes and this is going to be my thing. And I'm going to tell my story and I'm going to help other people get to sobriety this way. Um, but I'm not going to go back out to bars. I'm not going to go out 
to drink or anything like that. I'm not going to go where there's the trigger. And that's all fine and well. But for me, I'm a very active social person. And so it was like, I want to eliminate the trigger. It was like, I don't, I want to be able to go out, smell alcohol, be around alcohol, serve alcohol, you know, smell wine, like sure, you know, and not feel triggered and not feel like I have to drink or that I'm missing out because I had a serious case of FOMO. And I was like, I just want to be able to not have that. So that's what I did. And within six months of me quitting alcohol, I went back and I faced my triggers and I went back out to bars and I went back out to socializing and dancing and things like that. And I said no to it in each of those things. And I had a friend with me that I was like, just make sure like, you know, I'm going and I'm doing this. And like, I really just want somebody to have my back because a lot of times in those situations, people egg you on to do the thing that you don't want to do, whether that's alcohol or anything else. People want to do things like that in groups. And so they don't want somebody not participating. Um, yeah. And so, and I was able to do that and I feel great about that. It's been years now, you know? Um, so for me, I didn't want to live with the trigger. And I think for a lot of people, they don't want to live with the trigger when it comes to different things that are triggering their trauma. They don't want to live in that stressful moment anymore. And so a lot of forms of hypnosis can remove that, right? But it keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. It's like, okay, well, there's something there that's bringing it back that we need to heal and work on. And that's where my treasure chest of tools comes from, where I'm just like, let's see what we're not seeing. Let's shed light yeah. on a different angle and see what we can find. I love that. And I'm very proud of you too. I've been out with you in many social situations around alcohol. I mean, we've been together in Boston and then in Vegas and mm -hmm. like you are, I wouldn't even know you just say no to alcohol. And I, I didn't even honestly know that you were an alcoholic before. Cause you just said, I don't drink. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But, um, that's, it's, amazing that you had to go through that or you chose to go through that process mm -hmm. and not everyone's going to choose that process, but it worked out beneficial for you. So that's amazing. And Thank you. I, I think that, you know, by you eliminating that, um, I wouldn't call it a crutch, but whatever you would call it, I believe that that has also substance. A, substance. Yeah, yeah. Has helped you to be able to connect with your higher spiritual power. Cause it's not clouding that up, which makes you an even stronger vessel for right. change for other people as well. So that's beautiful. Yeah. I'm and actually going to be eliminating, um, land meat now. So I'm going pescatarian. Okay. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. I'm wow. excited. Oh, good. Cause that just has more, you know, it's just more it, it, the Another. dead. When you eat animals, they're in your aura, yeah. but it's like their yes. carcass is in your aura. And I want to connect better with nature and with animals. And I can't do that if my aura has all that there. So, so this brings me that. to the topic that I really wanted to talk to you about, which is spiritual truth. Because mm. first of all, just a little side note, which I wasn't even planning on bringing up, but this conversation made me think of it. So you know how there's like all these diets out there. Some people are just so intense about being vegan. Others are so intense about being paleo and people just have these beliefs about diet, right? Mm -hmm. And they just know that this is the diet that's going to be best for me physically. And I was talking to um, Michelle 
our friend, Michelle, that we both know, um, about diet because she's a vegan. And, um, I was also getting this information from this other doctor who was very much like raw cow's milk and meats and high, you know, fat diet. And I was like, this is so confusing, right? Like when we're trying to make a decision about our diet and Michelle said to me, Jackie, a diet is merely a spiritual decision. It's not a physical decision. You don't make that decision scientifically. You make it spiritually. So if you believe that this specific diet makes you spiritually pure or that it is going to be for your highest and greatest good, that is what's going to assimilate with your body the best. It really has to do with your belief, right? Mm -hmm. And on a further spectrum of spiritual truth, I noticed that when you were talking just a few minutes ago about like hauntings and chakras and using a lot of these words that maybe to some people, to some clients, they would be like, whoa, I don't know about that. I don't believe that I could be haunted or that a chakra could be, you know, possessed. I mean, I don't know if you use those words ever. However, what do you define as a spiritual truth? How do you have that conversation with your clients initially and be able to integrate their spiritual truth into your session? And how important is having a spiritual truth? That's a big question. Those are big questions. It's a huge part of who you are because you actually help people identify their spiritual truth Mm -hmm. when they aren't sure even what it is. I mean, I know you've even helped my own husband. Like he's basically your client. (laughs) So um, (laughs) yeah, I'm calling him out if he hears this and he's like, what you talked about that, (laughs) but it's true. You You have a gift for that and you guys are really close and I love it so much, but talk to me about spiritual truths. So yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. First of all, having your own spiritual truths, I think is important. It's kind of like a moral code or a code of Mm -hmm. ethics, but spiritually, right? So it has to do with like, you know, it does, it's like what your conscious kind of falls back on. You know, if you were to be atheist and not believe in anything and that you just die and go into the ground, your moral code and your ethics are going to be very three-dimensionally based, scientific based, you know, based on like how I, but like for the most part, you could do a lot of things probably immorally to a lot of other people because you don't feel like there's a ramification for it. Whereas somebody who believes is like born again, Christian, I was raised born again, Christian. Um, and you know, you would believe that like you need to be devout to Jesus and what he did and follow his, the path of his footsteps and live a life like devout to that, um, to obtain heaven in your sort of ascension after you die and that you would die and you would go to heaven, um, as long as you have Jesus forgiving you of your sins and all of those things, um, and that you're um, baptized and all that. Somebody who is doesn't believe in that, um, somebody who believes in, like, say, uh, like a Hindu reincarnation, would believe that their um, actions and everything is weighed by karmic law, and then your next life is a direct balancing reflection of how you lived this life. And so that could be anything. You could have lived this life and the next life you're a king, the next life you're a grasshopper, 
the next life you're a pauper. It could be a bunch of different things um, based on exactly what's happening in this life. For me, I don't believe in any one organized religion. Um, I believe in multiple lifetimes, um, not necessarily in the sense of reincarnation that we could be anything, but that are, you know, based on the lives that we've lived and the lessons that we've had and the karma we've obtained, we would go into the next life to do what's best suited to learn the next progressive lesson based on everything we've done, based on our energetic blueprint, and based on um, what our soul's uh, like destiny path is. Like, I'm a divine manifester. That's my soul's blueprint. Um, again, Akashic Records, Jasenia. Um, We should just link her in this. We'll link her in the bio, yes. <laughs> we'll link her in this. She's great. Yeah. I love her. Um, but like, so like, I'm here to like help people build and code and, um, bring into life into, you know, purpose, bring into the three-dimensional world, what they want to bring into it. When it comes to understanding your own spiritual truth and having that and finding that, um, like in the example with your husband, you know, it doesn't matter what I believe. It matters what you believe. I and I don't care if you believe in like you will just want to pray to green man every day. That's fine. Go for it. If you just want to be going straight into the ocean and dealing with Neptune and mermaids and you know whales and all that, fine. I don't like by all means. If that's what aligns with your energy, so be it. You know, that's who am I to say anything different? We are all so different. And to take it back into the diets too, right? Um, cause one thing that popped up for that, for me was that there is no one size fits all with anything in this life, on this planet, in this universe, nothing is one size fits all, right? Everything mm -hmm. is very bespoke to each and every one of us and, uh, our connections and our communication and the way we go about life is all very intrinsically synchronistically woven. And it would be like nearly impossible for someone to put one definition on that, right? Um, and that's okay. I think that's what they mean by saying like, you're never going to know it all. It's like, yeah, I know. Because it's just, there's so much, right? Um, so when it comes to me helping someone discover their spiritual truth, it is seeing like what I want to know, what they've learned so far, you know, how that makes them feel what their reflection is at this point in time that we have that conversation. What's your reflection of everything you've done so far? And then I ask a series of questions that helps them either redefine, I bring it to a malleable state, right? Where it's like, okay, like now we have this ball of clay that is what we've just talked about. Now let me ask you a bunch of questions and see if it changes the shape and see if that like becomes something different. And that, and that that's okay you know, um, to like feel that way. There's a lot of people who will completely disagree with me and think that I'm like wrong and all of that. And that's fine. That's their choice. It's not my, um, it's none of my business what other people think of me. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. that's yeah. their opinion. I can't change that. I don't, I'm not here to change that. But if you want to open up your mind to what your real spiritual truth is, because you it's, it's in alignment for you and it's in alignment for your energy and it's in alignment for your soul apart from what everyone has told you, then like, that's what, it, that's what I'm talking about, you know, like, and it should be that way, just and like you can a diet. redefine it at any point in your life. Right. right? Yeah. I'm going to, I'll use my brother as an example with the diet, you know? So uh -huh. one of my, one of my brothers, 
um, was vegetarian, pescatarian for most of our life. And then I think he even went vegan for a long time, went back to vegetarian. He now um, has gone back to eating land animals um, and like white meats and stuff. I don't think he's in red meats, but he's doing what he feels energetically called to, right? And um, and he's an amazing human being and very connected with his energy um, and with the earth. And so he knows like, this is what's right for me. And um, when we were together, um, not too long ago, um, we were making coffee and I was like, do you have any non-dairy creamer? And he's like, no, I have whole milk. And I was like, oh, like, I can't eat that. Like that, that would just forget it. This day is over. So mm-hmm. like, we're not going there. Um, and he's like, nope, that's what's in alignment for me. That's the full real stuff. That's what is best for my energy. And I'm like, great. That's not what's best for my energy. Just because we're brothers, you know, we have literally like almost the same DNA. We don't have the same energy and the same like spiritual energy DNA. We aren't just because your family doesn't mean you're from the same planet, like star wise, you know, or wherever your soul has been. It doesn't mean you're going to be exactly the same. You could take two identical twins and they're going to be completely different right? They're going to eat different things, want different things, have different taste buds, have different kinds of taste and all that stuff. So um, it just goes to show that we are all very different. We are all very complex. And again, there's no one size fits all. And that that's a really beautiful, awesome thing. There's a lot of people out there who are looking for what is my spiritual truth. And a lot of people probably listening to this right now that didn't even realize they'd call it spiritual truth and like yeah what is my spiritual truth yeah like you know what i mean and it's like let me think about that you know um because a lot of people just have a really good idea and they're just not really sure and that's great i love just having a really good idea because as soon as you start to believe in something and really like you know create a strong boundary in this in that world people will do a lot of things in that name, right? You see that with around the world where people will die in the name of what they believe. And, you know, everybody, like I said, is on their own path. Um, But for having a world of compassion and for having a a mental outlook that you're like, this is what works for me. It's okay if it's not what works for you. And it's okay if it's not what works for so-and-so, but it's what works for me. Yeah, I'm going to attract like energy and I'm going to give off the best energy that I can because it's what's in my alignment and I'm, I'm here for that. Right. Um, there was another question you asked that I think I haven't answered yet, which is, um, what one didn't I answer? I'm not sure. They're all kind of like related. Uh, well I did, I did want to just mention, and maybe this was part of it, but before you get started with the session with somebody, I know you and I both, it's really important for me to, with my clients to ask them, what is your spiritual truth? Because right. yeah. we, you want to make sure to weave that into your session. Mm-hmm. And someone who's going to like talk therapy, traditional therapy, they may not necessarily want to ask that maybe because they feel like it's too personal, but then how deep are you really going to get with healing when mm-hmm. your spiritual truth is the the lens, the vessel through which you operate? your operating system. And it can vary so much from person to person and just making sure to ask them, not just like, what do you believe, but like, 
listen to the language. Weave yeah, that language. What is your spiritual truth? Obsession. What do you answer to? Yeah. We learned yeah. that. I think Sandra Grace put it so beautifully. Um, the way she taught us to like weave that in. And it's also an in-person mm-hmm. conversation. I want to see your face. I want to see how you react to that because, yes, because honestly, like when you answer that on, on a piece of paper, it's going to be like, you're going to, you know, think a lot into it. You're going to put down what you think you should say, you yeah. know, or what you don't want someone to judge you for saying, but like mm-hmm. if we're having a conversation, no one's judging anybody. Like we're just having mm-hmm. a conversation about it. And I want to know. So it's the same thing as being like, you know, if I'm sitting down to dinner with somebody, I ask them, like, do you have any allergies, dietary restrictions or anything else I should know before we order? You know, especially for sharing things. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm deathly allergic to crustaceans. Great. Cool. I'm not going to order oysters, you know, yeah. um, or like or crab, you know. So um, like it's just knowing, right? Like, what's your boundary? Do you have a boundary? Do you have a definition? Do you know? Because I'll also not use certain things because, like I said, it's about them. If I, you know, like I said, I was brought up born again Christian. I have a lot of family who are still very born again Christian. Um, And if I, I mean, I don't usually work with family, but if I was to work with any of them, it would absolutely fall into the lines of like, we're we're not going to touch tarot deck. It's not going to happen. They don't believe in that. They don't think that that's an appropriate, they don't believe that's an appropriate tool to use. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's a lot of. And that's fine. That's fine. And you have so many modalities to choose from that. I mean, honestly, you don't need to use that. Right. We're just connecting to our higher power, our God that like, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think that, um, like I said, everybody's different. Everybody is just doing the best they can. Um, and I think the more we have an open mind to, what other people are doing being okay and doesn't have to be the same thing that I'm doing is great. You know, I'm wearing a, a burgundy shirt today. You're wearing a white shirt. Like it doesn't mean that I'm you wearing burgundy to... actually. Oh shit. Well, that <laughs> just throws that out the window. <laughs> and I got my crystal on. Beautiful. Oh yes. We got yes. that in Salem. Yep. I um, love it. Yes. I love it. I got a lot oh, of Oh yes. On. The crystal shops in Salem. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. Michael brought me to these crystal shops in Salem and I just wasn't prepared. I was not prepared. It was. Well, yeah, no, incredible. you and um, you guys landed, you and Tori landed and we had one, like, I would say like not even Afternoon. half a day yeah. to just do something yeah. that they weren't going to do. And I live right near Salem, Massachusetts. So I was like, let's just go here. And uh, we went to like three or four different shops. Um, yeah. You went to my friend's shop, Ascend, Get Lifted, shameless mm-hmm. plug. And um, got your aura photography done. Got that I necklace. did. I got my aura yeah, photography. That was so fun. And they read it and it was correct. That was like, oh my gosh. But speaking of crystals, okay. Mm. I know we are like, we have been talking. We could we could keep going for like forever, a couple yeah. hours I forever. I do want to just mention uh, and plug you for your uh, hypno baths. My hypno baths. That's correct. Yes. yes. Because I yes. was one of the first ones to buy one. Yes, you did. You got a customized one. I got a customized hypno bath. And so my experience was amazing. First of all, you read my tarot and you had to kind of dumb it down for me. Cause I was like, oh yeah, I'm good with this lingo. And I was like, whoa, your whoa. knowledge is so deep that I was like, okay, this is intense. <laughs> like how deep you get with the horoscope, not just the horoscope, but the entire star chart and how it relates to the houses and all of this and that, what's going on in my life currently, what 
how could this relate to my goals? And then you personalized my bath, which you mailed to me after my tarot reading. I had personalized crystal, uh, herb, oil. What else was in there? And, and, oh, well, the most important part was that you personalize a hypnosis, hypnosis recording for me. Which isn't and, in there. I send that to you. Yeah, yeah you yeah. sent that to me um, online. And so what I did was I got this bath ready. Oh, and you told me the exact day to take my bath too. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. We, you So you did the like the full Monty package of like, yes. we. I did. it came with the personal reading. It mm-hmm. came with the customized bath. And then based on what you were your goal was astrologically. I was like, you need to do it on this day after this time because something had just gone into Venus and the moon. Yeah. And I was like, it has to be here. The energy is right. And you were like, okay, <laughs> how we're going to do this. I'm like, you're going to do this. I'm like, I'm going to schedule yeah. this, get a babysitter, like all the things. Yeah. And so I took my bath and listened to my recording that you made for me, totally personalized at that time, which was so wonderful. I have listened to it actually twice, I think, not nice. the bath the second time. Um, and it was incredible. It just felt like everything was conspiring with the moon cycle, the herb, the oil, the crystal, the hypnosis. It was just this like culminative, integrative experience. I loved it. And you are offering these for other people. You have more of like a basic version. And then that was like the total deluxe version. That's the the personalized one. So I'm going to link that in the show notes too, but you are selling them on Etsy and people can contact you. They'll also link your Instagram too. Yeah. So my Instagram is my Instagram can connect you to everything. Um, my Etsy shop is new and, um, those new pictures will be up any day now, which I'm really excited about. Um, so now I have, I'll have crystals also for sale on the Etsy and then there's options. So if you don't want to do a personalized bath and you want to do, um, like I actually have them right here. Um, cause I just had the photo shoot. So this is the self-love empowerment bath. It oh has gosh, Jasmine, so it has lavender, pink rose. Um, and a couple other things in there. And then that works with the rose quartz crystal. Um, so you can add on a crystal. It's a smaller palm crystal that goes with that. Or you could buy these as well separately. Um, and then it will come with the oil. And um, and then you can add on the hypnosis recording as well. So you don't have to buy the bath with the hypnosis recording if you don't want it. Um, right. But you can certainly, each thing can add on a sort of like an a la carte bath. That's mm-hmm. shop experience, which is awesome. And I think there'll be five baths up there, um, which is awesome. And then you can also buy them right through the website as well. Um, and that's also where you would order the personalized one because we schedule a tarot card reading or other energy reading if you don't want to use tarot cards um, mm-hmm. so that I can align an astrological bath for you. Yes. And you have other services too. You do all your energy work and hypnosis online as I do as well. Right. So you can work with people all over the country. Yeah. I work with people all over the world. Um, If you wanted to just have a Reiki session, we could have just a Reiki session. If you want everything, like that's kind of how I just package it is. It's like, if you want to do a session, here's a session and we will do any and all of the things in there. I have a free um, 30 minute discovery call that's bookable on my website. 
for people who just have questions. They're like, okay, that was a lot of information. I have no idea what, where I land in that. What do you think is best for me? I know when I first started doing um, my spiritual discovery, I would find a person I liked and wanted to work with. I was like, okay, I like your energy. I want to work with you. What do you think I need? Because I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I right. just know I want to go down this path. You could lead me into a dark alley. I have no idea what we're going to do. <laughs> like, I'll go there. Let's do it. Take my hand. And so, um, so that's what the discovery call is for on my website is like, let, let's talk about it. Let's ask questions. Let, let me give you answers and put you in the right direction. If the right direction isn't me, I'll put you in the right direction, right? Mm-hmm. Like if the right direction is me, we'll schedule something and work together. Um, yeah. but I also, I know a lot of people. And so it's like, yeah. where do you need to be? What works for you? So right. it will not be on my website forever, but, um, for now it's still what works. Excellent. Amazing. Yes. And I do love that we have such a network of practitioners like us that we can refer people to that would be a better fit. So thank you so much, Michael. It's been such a joy and a pleasure. And I can't wait. I probably won't see you again until what, July next year at HypnoThoughts? I guess so. I know. It's so far away. Maybe. I'm going out west for Sundance Film Festival. Um, How west? Utah. Oh, that's not west enough. <laughs> okay, yeah. You, like I said, guys, we're on the opposite end. Of the I know. Yeah. I know. We'll but, make a yeah. special trip for just. We that. should. I loved Boston so much. I got to go back. Boston's but, great. Yeah. Anyways. And I got to see your side. I got to come Seattle to Seattle. Vancouver and everything. For sure. Anyways, thank you so much for joining. And thank you for having we'll me. I appreciate it. Next time. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a moment to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your review is like a guiding light to help me help others. Until next time, remember that you are loved, you are enough, and you are worthy of all that you desire in life.